0: Welcome to Sermon Underwear Podcast, where we explore the stories, conversations that lead up to the sermons and the cantatas preached here at First Lutheran Church. This is Pastor Brian. This is Pastor Perry. And we're glad to have a guest with us today, our church musician, Jennifer Johnson. Hello. And so we wanted to kind of do a special Advent podcast, if you will, kind of talking about some of the things that are going on in our worship service throughout these four weekends in Advent, and then to look specifically at the Advent cantata, which is kind of unique in its own, too. We're doing an Advent cantata instead of uh, necessarily a Christmas cantata. So we kind of started planning for this cantata. I remember conversations clear back in May, and uh, visiting with Jennifer about, you know, gosh, we really love that candlelit part of the Christmas Eve service. Is there a way that we could kind of pull that in and uh, make a theme or a series out of that for, um, for the season of Advent? And so we started playing with that and later on looked at rearranging the order of the worship service as well and how could we uh, pull in some different things happening during these worship services in Advent to help us to slow down, and to have our hearts prepared for uh, that season of Christmas to, and and Christ coming into our lives there. So I don't know if either one of you want to lift up or talk about some different things in the service that kind of have helped you with that or that you help hope will help people who are attending these services kind of um, be prepared in this season of Advent to, to receive Christ anew.
1: Well, I th- I think one of the things that we realized in talking about this, at the beginning, you know, this summer, was that we really aren't that familiar with Advent as far as the music and the, the whole idea of the waiting and the longing and the mystery of Advent. And because it seems like we are, after Thanksgiving, are just jumping right into Christmas and singing all the Christmas songs. And so Advent kind of gets pushed to the side. Um, Advent music to me has always been some of my favorite music because... It's, it's written in a minor key because it's meant to sound mysterious and kind of haunting, um, but yet it's the message is hopefulness and excitedness for what is to come, which is different from the music in Lent, which is written in that same minor key, um, but yet it's more of sadness that it's representing. Um, so it's always been kind of a a dream of mine to to celebrate Advent in all of its fullness. And that's something that we kind of do with our, um, sometimes we'll have an evening prayer celebration that we'll do um, during Advent season. But, you know, as we always talk about, it's always hard to throw in another, you know, some other event that's some already happening to in the season. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, that was kind of the the idea of incorporating it into our our services, and and that's kind of the the basis for the Advent Cantata, is music that is written about Advent and celebrates Advent um, that we probably aren't that familiar with.
2: At least since I've been here at first, we haven't really dealt with Advent much. So when I first came here, we did, uh, did the Hanging of the Greens, which is, in a lot of ways, a Christmas service where we tell the Christmas story, we sing Christmas songs. And then we'd move into the cantata, which was a Christmas cantata, Christmas songs, Christmas story. And then the next week would be the children's program, which again is a form of a Christmas story. And so we're used to one Sunday of Advent, and it being the Sunday right before Christmas. So you're going (laughs) to throw in more Christmas songs. So we... In reality, um, we don't know a whole lot of Advent songs and haven't been really singing them. And so there's a, there's a lot of um, newness to these songs, and it's hard to find a song that we're going to know. And so we've tried to pick some songs during this Advent season that are at least somewhat familiar, but uh, a lot of them for a lot of people we just haven't heard them.
0: And I think Jennifer's done a really nice job of pulling in to give some degree of familiarity. We've kinda we haven't given away the, the Christmas hymns yet, but they're instrumentally played at different points throughout the service. So during the distribution of communion, um, during the offering, different places you kinda get little glimpses or foretaste of, of what's to come. So it's a nice tie in to help people uh, have something familiar in, in all this newness that we're introducing.
1: Yeah, that's kind of been my experience in, in my years of, of planning Advent is the difference between us, well, one of the differences between us and the Israelites is that we know the end of the story. Yeah. So we've, and the same with when we're celebrating Lent, we already know the end of the story, but it's um, taking the time to reflect on being in those moments of reflectiveness that we can really, um, I think when we're quiet, which is and one of the themes that I've always thought about with Advent too, when we're quiet is when we can hear God speaking to us, when we kind of stop our talking and our outside noises and, and just sit and listen and be present. So and that, that's to me what, what Advent songs try to represent is, is having that, that quietness in order to, uh, to really appreciate the celebration when it happens.
2: I think the other thing that I was looking forward to with the Advent season coming is that idea of um, longing and looking for Christ's coming, looking for hope uh, almost in that, that wilderness of life. And that's what the the ancient Israelites were dealing with. They had been hauled off into captivity. You had your... Your years where they were under oppression by other governments, they were longing for that Savior to come and bring them the hope that they so desperately desired. And, and it was this long waiting period. And so uh, in the cantata, uh, there is this idea of um, looking forward to the future and struggling with, with the, the troubles of the realities of today. Um, As I think about the congregation and the world today, there are so many places and people who are walking through trouble, walking through times that are hard, uh, looking for that hope, um, but all they see is despair. And so my hope is that this cantata will will bring some hope, uh, I guess also throughout the whole season of Advent here and into the Christmas season.
1: One thing that I found that was kind of a surprise to me in really researching and and looking for songs that were particularly written for Advent were um, the similarities between Advent music and spirituals that were written, that we sing a lot that were, you know, songs that slaves had written during their captivity and the world was against them. And the spirituals and the reason we still sing them today is because even in that, in the worst times of their lives, they're singing about hope. They're singing about how God is going to keep them strong through this time of trial. And the similarities between that and the songs written about Advent was really a fascinating thing for me to, to realize. They're kind of the same thing.
0: That's kind of interesting to hear that connection with the spirituals and, uh, as, as we were initially planning this Advent series, we were talking about trying to, how do we set ourselves up to land in the Gospel of Mark, where we start um, uh, in the season of Christmas this year, that starts off, uh, repent and believe in the good news that Jesus Christ has come. And often we think of that word repent as like, uh, you've been bad and you better shape up and, and get things in order, but really it's this sense of um turning around, almost like you're, you're headed off of a cliff and somebody calls out to you and says, stop, stop, you know, turn around. And so um, in the one sense, it makes me think of the spirituals in that sense that those people were looking for someone to uh, rescue them from the brink and, and to have them have their attention turned around. And so we've really tried to incorporate that into several of the different things. I remember when we were initially planning, we said, could we reverse the order of the worship service? And, and, It didn't quite work to play it out as such, but we have kind of tried to rearrange some things to to cause folks to slow down and think about things differently, including uh, putting communion all the way at the end of the service. We brought the the kneelers back in to spend a little more time there at the communion rail reflecting on that. Um, We've got themes all throughout the service of moving from uh, darkness to light and continuing to add light over the course of the season. So all of that kind of helping to um repent or have our hearts turned again towards that hope in Christ. Uh so Jennifer, I was gonna ask you in preparing for this, you know, people are familiar with uh Easter cantatas and Christmas cantatas. So how did it first go over when you said we're gonna do an advent cantata? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh crickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just it was when I had mentioned it to the choir, again I have the best choir in the world. Um, but but there was a little bit of a look of, how is that going to work? You know, because when something is done in a similar way all the time, then it's, it's known and it's understood. And you know, it, can make, it can make you a little nervous to do something new and different. But as we got into the music and, and as we um, started learning the songs, I think that uh, it got people really excited that we're not just doing a different rendition of Joy to the World or hark the herald angels sing, but we're singing about um, the experience of Advent and the experience of waiting for that celebration. And like I try to convince my kids that the best part of Christmas is waiting for the presents, <laughs> not the presents themselves. You know that that it's that anticipation and that excitement that builds up. So when they are always like, "We want to open presents two weeks before Christmas," and I'm like, "No, we gotta wait." So it's kind of that a celebration of that, which, um, yeah, they're, they're excited about it. And again, I'm I'm really lucky to have really understanding people in my choir that put up with my craziness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I kind of wanted to ask you and, and Pastor Perry about uh, in the planning and looking at this Christmas cantata, the conversation between the two of you, you kind of came up with a unique scene to kind of help set the pace for uh, the season of Advent and hope in, in darkness. Um, and I guess if you would, just, if you're willing to share kind of a little bit, how that came about and the idea of a hospital room, which seems again, very different than the typical scene we think of, uh, for Christmas. So how'd you come up with that? And how did how does that help to carry the story, um, of the Advent season and the hope that comes?
1: Well, I originally went to Perry and I said, I want to tell this story about Advent but I think that in telling a story, it's always easier to, um, as for the listener, to feel um, emotionally involved in what you're doing. If there's an actual story that's happening, and how can we tell the journey of Advent or um, the Advent story of what the Israelites were going through at the time, um, and bring that into our present-day struggles?
2: Yeah, and so. For me, as as I again as I look out on the congregation, so many people are walking through those dark valleys, through times of despair uh, that are similar to what the Israelites would have gone through. Their world, their uh, as we dealt with in the last sermon, their expectations, their plans, and their desires uh, were gone, and what they had hoped for wasn't or isn't there anymore. And so to set up a hospital scene, which I think most families have experienced to some degree, something like this, where you're hoping for the best, uh, but it doesn't always come as the best. And where do we find peace? Where do we find God in those experiences? So hopefully what we have done is provided a contemporary story, contemporary vision, maybe for what um, people are experiencing, to give us that sense of longing for hope as we as we move in and through this cantata, and as we near Christmas.
1: Yeah, and I like the idea of a, of a journey that we can all relate to. Um, more specifically, rather than the comparison of the Israelites waiting for the Messiah and our waiting for the second coming, because we're all on that journey together as well. But yeah, just bringing in the idea of turning our despair into hope and songs that were written about the the despair that the Israelites felt and the hope that the that Jesus being born meant to them and how we can look at those songs and instead of thinking about how the Israelites lived and what they felt, how are we living and what do we feel? And how, like even in the song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, our current lives and when we're in that point of when our life is over and that, that idea, that hope of, of meeting our Savior, and the excitement that is going to happen at that point. I know in my own experience um, when I was in the hospital when my grandfather was dying and us all being so sad and him all of a sudden getting this excitement of just joy. And we're like, where is this coming from? And he, he passed away a few minutes later. And I think we all have a story or have heard a story of that happening and so, that song to me takes on a new meaning in come thou long expected jesus like you know when we're at that point in our life when we're ready to meet our savior it's going to be an exciting time
0: that's really cool and i actually thought it's interesting that you brought it up with that song because i had a question for you about a, a different song i get a sneak peek at what we're in store for this coming weekend but you brought up earlier, there, there's kind of ties or themes between Advent and Lent, and a lot of the songs are in a minor key, so that when I was looking at the the list of songs we'll get to hear this coming weekend, one of them was uh, Advent Jubilee, which I thought, it almost seems like an oxymoron. But <laughs> maybe, <laughs> right. Maybe, so can you tell us a little bit about that, or kind of how that ties into this theme?
1: So the reason that, now again, that song is is an interesting, I, I kind of explained it to the choir as our Fiddler on the Roof song, because it has, um, if you've seen that musical, you'll understand uh, what I'm talking about, but it's, it's again, it's written in a minor key, so it has this sense of unrest or uneasiness, but yet it's written fast and with a fast beat, almost as if you would dance to it. And and so the song is about um, singing hallelujah shouting praise to the Lord as we prepare the way as we prepare for his coming and that that yes we're sad because he's not here yet but that excitement participating in that in that joy and knowing that God's promise is God's promise and we can have joy in that even amongst the sadness so it is kind of it's a really I think it might be the choir's favorite song that we're doing so yeah it is it's it's a it's a jubilation of of what is to come and rejoicing in that promise
0: you're kind of one step ahead of me but I guess I was going (laughs) to ask is there any one particular song that you are really looking forward to or you know the choir is excited to to sing
1: yeah um well, I don't. I can't think of one that they absolutely hate, or at least they haven't told me. Um, <laughs> well,
2: that's a good thing. <laughs> again,
1: I have the nicest, most wonderful choir. Um, I hope they're listening. Anyway, uh, no, I. Th- I think that that probably that one and and there's a song that we're going to sing at the end, and I don't want to give away any any surprises, but it's um, the song called "Keep Your Lamps Trimmed and Burning," and and again, it's all it's it's that song of um um don't get weary you know keep keep on this on this road don't give up keep those lamps you know trimmed and burning don't ever give up hope and that's that's the message that i'm hoping um to leave with the with the um cantata this year is that um never give up hope and it's it's it it was a little difficult to put it together because we have to talk a lot about sadness, which at this time I think we're, as a society, expected to be joyful, and expected to be anticipating all the wonderful celebrations. And but that's not realistically true for all of us. So it's just that message of hope that to um, to never give up, even though you might get weary.
0: So what's one of your favorite uh, Christmas carols or even an Advent carol um, that that you really enjoy or you have a story that goes with it? Uh, what is that? Why is it important to you?
1: This is a lyric from Audrey Assad's song called Slow. And it goes, Faith is not a fire as much as it's a glow, A quiet, lovely burning underneath the snow. And it's not too much... It's just enough to get me home, because love moves slow.
0: Yeah, I think that really ties in nice with that whole, what we're aiming to do with this service during Advent to help us to slow down and um, to give people a, a place to do that in this time that the rest of the world is telling us, go, go, go.
1: Yeah, come to church, take a breath, just let it let it happen, you know, instead of always feeling like you've got to be doing something. Let, let the words and the music happen to you.
2: I just can't wait for Lent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we can... <laughs> Shame we can. on you. <laughs> L-E-N-T. <laughs> uh, <laughs>